Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. is going on y'all we are back it is another edition of no bets bar this time the final ufc card of the year ufc apex 66 jared cannoneer sean strickland we're coming off ufc 282 last pay-per-view event of the year jed how we feeling man yeah i'm great man this is eh, well great maybe an overstatement 282 tough tough in some regards and we'll, we'll hop tough in ending. a second um I know no really tough ending for you there. Uh, yeah, unfortunate. But I enjoyed the card immensely. Thought it was one of the funniest cards of the year by far. So. Yeah, I mean the the pure entertainment factor leading up to those last two fights, and then just the last two fights being the topic of conversation for the rest of the week, just because of how wild the you know decisions ended up being. Uh, yeah, I mean overall an entertaining card. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, not the best card of the year, but like you said, uh, 10 finishes, what is it, 10 in a row? Yeah. And then we get the final two, and n- neither finished, but uh, undeniably funny outcomes in both. In Magomed, both Magomed decision ticket. How were you feeling going to the scorecards? I, I cashed it. It's like, oh, cool. Nailed it. Did I it. actually saw someone tweeted. Right after the fight ended, they were like, Magomed cashes the parlay for us. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, he ended up not cashing the parlay. Yeah, easy boom. Just I was like, okay, well, we did it. Good work. Because uh, I scored the fight 49-46 in real time, which... Uh, yeah, I actually think I did too. I think I went 4-1 to one, Magomed. Uh, the, the first... One and three were obviously incredibly close. Two to Jan. I didn't think five. one was close. And even okay. on rewatch, I still feel really confident Magomed won that round. Three was the one that I could have totally been wrong. Like I gave it for Magomed because Jan really did nothing other than the leg kicks. And then in my head, I was like, well, yeah, he's still kicking the leg. And that's like offense. But it felt like I was double rewarding him for the offense from round two because he, it's not like he landed a ton of leg kicks in the third. He just, everyone he landed hurt him because he had already hurt him in the second. So uh, that's why I ended up scoring that round for Magma because Magma did come back and do a lot of other things in that round. But like, if you want to say that I'm a absolutely crazy and that's wrong, fair. 
I still would have scored it three, three two to Magomed because I thought one one to me seemed pretty clear to Magomed. Yeah, I I scored one for Magomed in real time, and and looking back on the statistics and rewatching it, I mean he did outstrike him, and we didn't really see the leg kicks fully come into play yet at that point. So uh, he had I some thought, really good kick like teeps to the body in that round. Like I thought Magomed had a great first round, and then I, I can promise I, you this: he did not lose that fight. Like no, Magomed Ankalaev did not lose that fight. No, I, I think a draw is a fine scorecard. Um, I'm honestly not a huge fan of of uh, giving him the fifth as a 10-8, though I understand it. So it's it's just whatever. Like you can't be unhappy with that outcome, right? Like it, it it's so not either. a huge it's not a huge swing. Um, I think, I will I think say, my initial bias and disappointment, and just like it feels like you fall so flat when the main event is a draw. Always, like it just it just feels so flat. I feel like the initial reaction. Was a lot of disappointment, but like looking back, it I'm I'm with you. It it really is not the worst scorecard ever. No, it's totally fine. Uh, I will say though, speaking of the bet, well, I felt great about the decision prop, you know, heading to the cards, and then that got pulled out from under me. I uh, I did not feel very good in like round two, beginning oh, yeah. of round three. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. oh terrible things have happened. <laughs> Uh, I had convinced myself about halfway through round two that this was just an inevitability that Magomed was going to take one of these leg kicks, fall to the ground, yeah. can't continue, Collapse. I'm done, I can't continue. I mean, you talk about the championship medal of him, dude, to to completely switch up the game plan and find a ton of success with it. I mean, it speaks volumes about the guy. Here's the thing. I don't think he switched up the game plan. I think he finally started following the game plan because uh, huh, his okay, coach was telling him, was like, what are you doing? Do the things you're good at. And it like at no point, every time he went back to his corner, they were like chastising him. And he finally went to the wrestling in the fourth, like, because he got that one at the end of the third. And then he was like, I can do this. I'll just do this. And I was like, oh, you wouldn't have had to fight. This wouldn't have been a contest if you had just gone to this early on in the second round after you're starting to get chopped up. Just go to it. Didn't do it. So I think he finally did the game plan, and that's that's why he had the success late. He finally stopped being dumb. Yeah, I mean, that could uh, that could certainly be it. Uh, I mean, I just like – he. I mean, he obviously found a ton of success, and Jan off of his back is is really – he's he's not – he can't do a ton, he's especially nothing. with a guy like Magomed. Uh, I just always have viewed Magomed more as a striker than than I have a wrestler. Uh, oh, he he definitely is, but it, it's that Jan is so uh, Jan's not a good defensive wrestler, like realistically, yeah. and so you just it's the old GSP thing. You you take your opponent to where they're the weakest, and Magomed had if you certainly if you have the ability to Magomed absolutely as we saw could do it, and he chose to fight where Jan was strongest, and it almost cost him a loss, and did in fact cost him a chance to win the title at, at this point, right? Like, oh, I mean, a hundred percent. There's, it's, it feels like it's going to be a lengthy road back to yeah. another chance at that for Magomed, just with the way that they're moving the light heavyweight division. So, we did the watch party on Saturday. They do a chat bet. Chat bet. You just leave it all up to the chat. It's got to be plus money. Yeah. They, they hit great. a Pons and Nibio by knockout plus two fifteen. Oh, can we? I talk said, you know what? I, I said, you know what? Let's let it ride on the main event. And uh, we let it all ride on Jan by knockout plus five fifty. I was 
I can't lie. I was a little excited when it looked like uh, Jan might get, like the, get it. the leg kick TKO because it was a hefty, hefty payout. I think it was, uh, I think it was like forty to win two hundred twenty dollars. Like I was, uh, I was feeling pretty decent on that on the chat at that point. I mean, that's that's a good one. Can we talk about that Ponsonibio KO? Yeah, that I one mean, hurt. That one first hurt. of all, first of all, Morona looked great. Yeah, looked excellent, all, especially on short notice. Good for him. <laughs> Second of all, Ponza Nibio out of nowhere. Third of all, my God, that's One the second, second time. That's the second time this year. People ask me, Connor, why do you hate overs? Like they they hit, you know, they're nice, like especially when they're easy and it, it never even seems like it. Uh, no, overs are the worst. They are nothing but stress and agony the entire bet. And then you can have shit like that happen. I mean, it's just like the fact that I've had it happen twice this year and then uh, Rafael Fazeev versus Brad Riddell. Was that in 2022? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that was last year. I think that was late in 2021. Yeah. That one missed by two seconds. Uh, I mean, it's just like, oh, it hurts so bad when the overs miss like that. It's so brutal, especially because like it wasn't like a clean KO KO. So uh, the stoppage was correct. Not oh, here to for say sure, that. For sure. But if you had just gotten like somebody a little slower on the trigger is as the ref, just get you that extra two seconds. Yeah. It. And, and it's just like, you're like, damn, did I see that right? Did I really see that right? 231. Like, is that, is that actually, did that actually just happen? And then Bruce Buffer comes on and he's like, by knockout and two minutes and 29 seconds. It's just like, oh my God. Uh, yeah, that was, I mean, honestly, I was having such a good night. I had two double hitters, Chris Curtis and the under there, and then Drikas Duplessis and the fight doesn't go to a decision there. And it's just like, there's such a high when you get a double hitter, like when a finish gives you two wins at the same time. It's just such a great feeling. And then those last three fights, the over two and a half in the Ponzinibbio fight. Patty, I had minus three and a half on the judges' scorecards. He wins by three after you add them all up. I live bet Jared Gordon. Thought that was a terrible decision, so that was a bad beat. And then the Mockamed draw. Uh, yeah, the last three fights were not kind to me. Just just a tough end. I I want to be mad about the, the Patty thing just because I, as you know, faded Patty. Because, you know, rep the squad, not going to support the man, Jared Gordon. Jared Gordon did enough. Should have probably gotten the W. I, unlike the vast majority of the MMA world, I don't think that that's a robbery. Um, but it is it's a very tough beat for Jared Gordon. Tough beat. For, that was the difference between a winning and a losing week for me. So oh. uh, that's, it's very, well, either that or the two seconds on Pons Nibio would still oh. give me like, basically a break even because bellator was unkind to me <laughs> as it typically is yeah i did find in the ufc bellator tougher <laughs> bellator tougher. is just the worst yeah. i mean it's just i only had i had two bets down i went one and one that was that got on with my night it was actually like i've i've, I've found myself having much more restraint on bellator lately and uh, I was, wise 
I mean, it is wise. I was out and about in the city on Friday, and I just kind of pulled up the tapology when we were, there were maybe seven or eight fights in. Uh, and I was just like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I did not touch this Bellator card. Like, Pat Downey got knocked out in the first round, like wild Dude. underdogs catching. And everyone's always just like, oh, well, why don't you just play the big dogs in Bellator? Because then when I play the big dogs, the big dogs hit. lose. I can promise you. It, it feels so much. That feels so true. Bellator, like nine times out of 10, it's just Chalk City. But the one time you try and get in on the dog, yep. that's when the the nonsense Aaron Pico gets bolted and just stupid, <laughs> ridiculous things yes. happen in Bellator. It's a chaos organization. You can't you can't bet it with you, any you reason. You going into a Bellator evening that chances are you're going to lose money. Yeah, you, it is not a profitable endeavor to bet on that organization. So, uh but yeah, I I actually don't think that the Patty Pimblet decision is terrible. Um, it's, it's oh, I not, think it's terrible. I, it's I, not I, good. Yeah, but I don't think it's a robbery. Um, I don't know what a robbery like. Like I feel like that's always a defining thing when we get these bad decisions. Is that a lot of people come out there like bad decision? Don't know if it's a robbery. Uh, like I guess what? How would you define a robbery? That there is no possible way that you could have technically scored that fight for Patty Pimblet that would characterize it as a robbery. Pretty much, not exactly that, but yeah, it, it has to be super egregious. Um, that any, it, I just sort of look at it as what are the reasonable outcomes here, and I think that this is one of the more like this is less likely. Like if reasonable is a spectrum, this is less reasonable than you know twenty nine twenty eight Gordon, but it's not egregious. Like, because I think that I think the first round is very clearly Jared Gordon. A lot of people gave Gordon the third. I gave Patty the third um, based on the scoring criteria. And I, I tweeted this after, in a perfect world, in a world where the scoring criteria more accurately aligned with how I think fights should be viewed, that fight would be 30-28 Gordon. So I thought Gordon did better work in rounds one and two. And the third round, I thought nothing substantive really happened. But yes, like that's the biggest thing about that third round. I'm with you. Like a, a lot of people are being like, including Dana White, like, yeah, Jared Gordon didn't do anything in that third round. What did Patty do? Nothing. Like Patty that, did slightly more than Jared Gordon, based on uh, the, the scoring criteria as currently exists. Jared Gordon landed like four strikes. Patty took the back at one six. point, I landed mean, a few more. Like it, it is not a huge. It's my biggest issue with scoring is that it actively works away from 10, 10 rounds because they don't want those. And I think that that is a really flawed way to view fighting because sometimes rounds are even like, and, but like the scoring criteria is extremely biased against things being even. And so based on that, I, I do think Patty should have won the third, but like I said, in a more realistic world, I think that's just an even round. Like they, neither man did anything substantive. But if you if you view it the way you like hardline are supposed to, is that and then I think Jared Gordon landed the better shots in the second. I also I knew for I was shocked because I wasn't watching the watch along, but I talked to Mike afterwards in the post show, and he was like, We were all shocked. And I was like, Really? I was dead certain Patty was winning that. Uh, because the second round, I knew for a fact that they were all going to score it for Patty. And I, like I said, I didn't agree. I thought Jared did the better work, but it, he was not, it was not as clear cut as the first round. And at the end, I like, I think I wrote, I was doing the live blog and I wrote, uh, yeah, Patty probably stole it with that last like 15 seconds. Cause it was a back and forth ish round. And then he just 
did more stuff, even if it wasn't effective. He was, he looked like he was doing stuff. And so I, I knew I, I officially scored at 29, 28, uh, Patty during the live blogs. So trying to predict what I think the judges are going to do. And so I was dead certain he was winning it, uh, when it went to the card. So I was shocked to hear that everybody was so surprised. I don't know how you feel that way watching that fight. I mean, Jared Gordon won the fight. I mean, you you talked about how clearly judges the, are stupid, man. It's easy to know what judges are. Clearly, the first round was like it was. Jared Gordon won the first round. There, it is. It is unequivocal. Like you, yeah. you, he won the first round. Go to the judges' scorecards. Two of the judges gave the first round to Patty. Had they all across the board given it to Jared Gordon, Jared Gordon wins the fight. So that's my my only true issue with the score is how they got there. I think a 29-28 scorecard for Pimblet is is defensible. Maybe not not what I would score, but I think that that's reasonable. Everybody giving Patty the first round, that's the problem I I truly have with it. Uh cuz that's just bad judging. But, you know, we get bad judging all the time. Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of used to it at this point. I just like point blank think Jared Gordon won the fight. Yeah, probably should have. Like with with without a doubt, after having watched it twice now, it's just like Jared Gordon won this fight. I mean, also I love how like Patty claims that he took the third round off. Yet getting some of those rounds, like that won it for the I can't remember his name, middle judge, uh, whichever judge it was. I have no idea. Uh, gave him the third round, which gave him Patty on his scorecard. And the Patty won all the rounds, though. Didn't you hear him? He He's uh, done nothing wrong. Fight of the night. Fight of the night. I've done nothing wrong in my entire life ever. I'm the greatest. Uh, I know, and I hope that like me ripping on him doesn't like show like bias, but it's just like, it's just, like, he just like did not win that fight. And then like to leave the octagon and be like fight of the night after there'd been 10 finishes. Fight of the night was the funniest thing I've ever heard. 10 finishes leading up to that point. Like that was just crazy to me. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, it would appear that Patrick Pimblett does not um, have a ton of self-awareness, which a lot of fighters don't. So, you know, it's not like the worst thing, but... It uh, it was interesting how quickly this week seemed to how this this past week seemed to really mark a a line in the sand, a turning point for his career, where he is going to be really divisive moving forward. I feel like uh, yeah. previously most people, like some people, certainly MMA heads, me were like, yeah, he's not very good. Um, that's still that is going to increase a lot after this, but. Just the way he handled the whole week, be a lot more people who actively don't like Patty Pimblett. Uh, and that's very different because I think this the rest of this year he had established himself as this like charismatic, likable young star. And now we're here. And uh, I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah, me too. Um, that's pretty much all I've got to say on UFC 282. I did end up a couple units uh, in the green, which is nice. Hopefully can finish the year with a uh, with a winning night. But we do still have Rise and Bellator to come uh, on New Year's Eve. If they, if they post lines, they'll probably get some action down on that. Any uh, other closing thoughts on UFC 282? Shouts to Chris Curtis. You know, cashing oh, cash the Wolfpack wager for us. Just heavyweight overs. Does that. How'd you feel on the heavyweight over? You know, the last two heavyweight overs have not been as uh, captivating or dynamic. They have been really, really... Uh, 
unfortunate to watch. <laughs> we'll live to see another one in uh, in 2023. I you know, can assure we'll, you that. Well, the the experiment will continue because it's so damn fun. But these last two have there hasn't even been the sweat. It's just been like, oh, well, that's done. All right, moving on. Moving on. Uh, all right. Speaking of Speaking moving of on, moving on. Let's move on to UFC Apex 66. Is Jared Cannonier taking on Sean Strickland in the main event? Right now, you can get Sean Strickland for pretty much even money, minus 110, minus 115 each way. Like, this is a very, very closely contested fight on the odds. Uh, right now, you can get the fight goes to a decision, minus 105. Fight does not go, minus 125. Uh, that's actually vice versa. It is favored to go to a decision. What are you thinking here, man? I got a, I got an interesting little bet down. Ooh, an interesting little bet. A very interesting bet, uh, thanks to our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. I love that. Well, before we hop into it, let me just say, I came into this card, we talk about it a lot, I came into this card thinking that I'm not going to do too much. I don't... Oh, I, I got I had, a lot of action. I had a lot. I didn't have as much time to do the tape study. I'm going to be real honest. Pretty slacking on the do the work rule on this one done done not nearly as much and yet <laughs> i somehow still have like 12 bets down yes yes so. i think i i think i literally have i have 12 singles two parlays and i'm going to cook up a third parlay as we go through this card i can assure you that I just want to bounce some ideas off yeah. of you all right so here's my bet i love it, it. uh so I can't decide if I should preface it or just go ahead and say it. I'll just go ahead and say it. It is Sean Strickland by decision or Jared Cannonier by KOTKO minus 165. Oh, I love this bet. I am a, actually a huge fan of this. I had my eye on it. I like since. this bet way more than the bet I have. Yeah. I so like I I I like I literally wrote in my notes before it became available. I was like, I really hope that a book offers a double chance on this and that it's at a playable price. I mean, just watching these guys, looking back at their records, like I just feel like this is Sean Strickland out-voluming, just kind of boxing his face off, and we're just waiting for the shot from Jared Cannonier, and it never comes, and he wins a decisive decision. Or Jared Cannonier finds the chin, and put Sean Strickland out. I mean, I know we saw Sean Strickland knocked out last time against Alex Pereira, but like that isn't the first time that he's been knocked out in his career. Uh, Zaleski did it as well. I think it's possible for Jared Cannonier to find the chin. So I absolutely think it's possible. That's why I, uh, my bet is a prop on Cannonier by KOTK plus 275. Uh, I briefly considered playing him straight just because it's it's even money almost. But then I was like, if he's going to win, he's going to win by knockout. Like, that's I'm almost certain that it's going to happen. Uh, but yeah, the concern is exactly what you said, that Cannoneer sometimes doesn't pull the trigger. And then this is one of those situations where he just kind of recedes inside himself and Strickland just sort of out volumes him, maybe mixes in a takedown or two, does Sean Strickland-y things and wins a, a decision over five rounds. I ultimately think five rounds just gives Cannonier so much time to land the shot that he's going to, he, I, I'm betting on him to pull the trigger, but I love your two way action. That feels like a, a really safe bet. If we're being honest, um, I'm hoping it is. I mean, Cannonier, six of his eight wins in the UFC are by knockout. Sean Strickland, eight of his 12 wins in the UFC uh, are by knockout. 
I Tanner just never been knocked out at middleweight. Yeah, like you know? he's he's not a, a an especially chinny dude, and it's not like Sean Strickland is really like a power puncher when he gets in there. He's looking to throw out the jab, get you know 160 to 180 significant strikes over the five rounds. Uh, and Cannoneer is looking to come in there and and blast your face off. Yeah, that it's a very cheeky bet. Uh, very reasonable. I like it. I probably won't join you just because I don't want to have too much two, exposure. Two bets down on this fight. Basically, I, uh, and yeah, I'll stick with you. my plus two seventy five and just hope for the one, the one way on the action. Two seventy five is a nice number on that for a that's why I Tony it. fight and like his most likely path to victory is knocking this dude out. Yeah, it. I was. That's why I took it. I was really surprised when I looked at. It. I was like, I because I I was thinking about taking him straight because I expected to not get much juice on the by KOTK thing, uh, just because I mean, look, ten of his. 15 career wins are by knockout two or by submission. He's gone. He's won three decisions in his entire career. So it was very, very surprising to me that, that that's kind of where this line is. And so that's where I'm at. And we'll, we'll just hope, but I got to say, I think you've outbet me on this one. I think that uh, yours is a better bet. Well, we'll see. Well, we'll, we will see about that come, uh, come Saturday. And hopefully, uh, you know, Ken near just knocks him out and we both end up cashing a ticket. I mean, that would be ideal. I mean, what you said just there. So, like, uh, Machete fighting uh, Hoffa Garcia later on, I kind of liked him a little bit by knockout, and he's, like, plus 120 dog. And I'm only getting plus 250 as a knockout, and I was just like, yeah, not going to do that. And yeah, this is a, you're, getting a, you're getting a broader line on Jared Cannonier by knockout. Yeah, it seems ridiculous. Regular. That's a, absolutely insane. Seems ridiculous. Uh, all right, so we're kind of in agreement on – on the uh, main event, we think it's either going to be Cannoneer finding yeah. the button or Sean Strickland, you know. For sure, a true, true outcome fight. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smart Water Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Uh, all right, moving on to my main event. Uh, I think 
I think I don't know everyone's if, main event. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if it's the people's main event, but I think it's the people's main event is Armin Sarukian taking on Demir Ismagulov. Right now, you can get Armin Sarukian for minus 190. Demir Ismagulov coming back at plus 160. Fight goes to a decision, minus 200. Fight does not go plus 150. I mean, this is just like a high-level fight. Like this is this is like what you could ask for. I feel like if you're not a UFC fan, you could not possibly care less about this fight. Like if you're really not into it, this is flying under your radar. But like for true diehards, like oh, this yeah. is this is the one. Yeah, I mean, this this is not the people's main event because the people encompasses so many fans. But for for people who go to MMAfighting.com, great website. Great website. This is this is the main event of. Honestly, it could be the whole month. This might be the best fight of the whole month. I'm praying it lives up to it. What I'm praying is that it is like, it's similar to the Sarukian Gamrot fight. And it's just like a closely contested three round, just like back and forth. Like the rounds are tough to decide who wins. Like I hope it is a really, really close fight. And I think that's what we're going to get. I mean, I think these, we got a shot at it for sure. These dudes are fantastic. And pretty much everything we just said with how close it's going to be. I took the dog shot on Demir as Magulov. Like I, I look do, at you. I think it's going to be so close. proud of you. I mean, I think it's going to be close going to the scorecards. Also, Demir's Magulov is on a 19 fight winning streak. 16, is that good? <laughs> What's new high score mean? <laughs> 16 of them uh, are against opponents with winning records. And he's plus 160. Like, that's tough to not bet regardless of who your opponent is. And that's no disrespect to Armin Sarukian because Armin Sarukian is an absolute monster. But, like, in a fight that I really think is going to be very close, very contested, and it more than likely, I mean, the odds reflect it, will be going to a decision, I'll, I'll take the dog shot here. I am so proud of you because you never... You just never take the value bets. I, I'm the guy who's always like, I'm just chalk betting the donkey. value shot. You're a chalk donkey. I'm so proud of you for this. I am not with you on it. Uh, wow. I do not have Armand Suzuki in straight, though, because okay. I, I don't love the price at this point. If you're going to bet it straight, I'm actually with you. Uh, I do think the value's there, but you said it. I mean, it's minus 200 to go to the decision, even the way you were talking about it when it goes to the scorecards. I I feel very confident this is going to the scorecards. Um, and I like Sarukian to win. I am super, super high on Sarukian. I think I have him blame in, in like the top six in my lightweight rankings right now. Like, And he's only 26. He's only getting better. So I took Sarukian by decision plus 130. Because um, that, oh, like that. that number is much more appealing than minus 190 or whatever. But I think Especially if it be, goes like... In a fight that we really think is going to go to the scorecards, like at that point, you were both holding plus money. Yeah. Um, I do have a little bit of a soft spot for, uh, I love the uh, the Kazakhstan flag. Like, I think it's oh, got it's a, a tremendous flag. Great colors. I, I met a man that is from Kazakhstan this summer. Uh, he didn't speak much English, but uh, I did say Shavgat Rachmanov, and he like smiled and nodded. Yeah. I said Demir is Magulov, and he like smiled and nodded. Uh, I, maybe I could have said anything, and he was going <laughs> to smile and nod at me. But it felt like we had a connection there, uh, and then we moved on with our lives. Uh, wonder where he is right now. Hope he's doing well. Hope he's betting Demir is Magulov this weekend. But uh, yeah, dude, cool flag. Great fighters. Uh, they have got a couple good fighters going right now. They actually have two fighters on this card. 
might have to uh might have to cook something up there but yes i'm that's a great idea i am on demir i am with you i am also on the over uh i got it at minus 185 the over two and a half uh feel pretty good that this one goes to a decision i think the finishing upside is is probably on sarukian the mir does does not get finishes often he's he's typically going to decisions uh but i do think this goes to the scorecards yeah if if there's a finish it's armon and i'm i just don't i don't i don't the way i envision this fight playing out it seems unlikely uh because demir is is very tough i think the big decider for me, I, I, I've had a decision that I, let's talk about this as a broader thing. It's not just this fight. I think all of next year, I am almost exclusively going to bet on the guy who I think is the better athlete because it just feels like 95% of fights come down to just who's better at sports. Like who is just the more athletic individual in there? And that guy's going to win. And I think Armand Sarukian is is a much superior athlete to to Demir at this point. I mean, you talk about looking good getting off the bus. Armin Saruki. Very few people look as good as Armin Saruki getting off the bus. That dude is, he's yoked. And yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, he's bricked up. Certainly, certainly athletic. Uh, So can't wait for that one. Don't blame you for going with Saruki. And I mean, this is just... This is like this is what you ask for. Late December, real, real flying under the radar fight. Like this is for the diehard. It's gonna be happening probably around like nine o'clock. I love that it's a four o'clock start. I mean, great way to send out the UFC in uh into twenty twenty three. It is. And then you know what's even better, Connor? The next fight on the card. Week. That was the worst part of last week. People said the Patty Pimblett decision. People said the the draw on the main event. People were really saying the over two and a half in Ponzinibbio or Morono losing by one singular second. No, the worst part of last week was losing the flyweight unders of all flyweight unders. Vinicius Salvador versus Daniel De Silva. I mean, that was that's what flyweight under betters dream about. It was built for us. But don't worry, because we got we got a couple great representatives of the flyweight under nation on this card and first up it is amir albazi taking on alessandro costa right now amir albazi monster favorite you can have him for the short price of minus 425 costa coming back at plus 340 the more important thing though and i'm gonna i'm gonna say this i don't know what you did here i don't know the over under was set at one and a half Plus 160 under, minus 200 over. What I did, I said, no, I'm going to wait for the alt overs to come out. Alt over was released under two and a half, minus 142 over, plus 112. I like that much better. And that's what I took. I'm on the under two and a half here at minus money. I'm on the under one and a half at plus money. Oh, I love I love that. I didn't even wait. I, I thought about it. I was like, I bet we'll get a second baby. one. Didn't even care. It's like, no, because you know why? Amir Albazi, that man... That man loves to finish fights, loves to finish them early. Sure does. Loves to finish them early. Four of his last six finished in the first round. Like this man likes to get, he does not get paid by the minute, you know? No. Well, guess man. what? Here's here's the good news is that his opponent doesn't either. Uh, I mean, sure doesn't. Alessandro Costa has serious knockout power. If Albazi gets a little too cocky, he might find himself flat on his back. Three of his last four gone under the two and a half. Ten of his 14 have gone under the two and a half, including eight first round finishes. I mean, 
this is this is the makings of of all we want. Also, I I don't know if I'm off here, but just like looking, Amir Albazi almost looks like flyweight Armin Sarukian, and they're fighting in back to back fights. Um, you know what? Let me pull this up and and see because off the top of my head, oh, you're not wrong. They look quite you, similar. You are not wrong at all. So, I mean, maybe just parlay them up then. You know, just just parlay up the dudes. Yeah, the Sarukian doppelganger uh, parlay there. Um, Love that parlay. Yeah, I mean, it's simple. It's 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 the under here. I'm on the two and a half. You're on the one and a half. They're both going to cash. That's that's a for certain. Uh, I did sprinkle Albazi into a little parlay. Uh, I mean, I think he's just a legit prospect. Slick on the ground. And if he avoids the power of Costa, I think he'll be safe to get the win here. Yeah, I agree. Um, and he's going to win this fight most likely. Uh, I, the price is too high for me to want him in a parlay, but he's probably going to win. So no issues with that. Uh, all right. Let's keep it right on rolling, man. I feel like, uh, you know, knock on wood, might be jinxing this year. The pacing is nice this week. Let's move to a featherweight battle. Pacing's going to be really nice, buddy, because I don't have a lot to say about many of these Good. fights. Several Good. of them are just from the hip. What we do is we give out bets here. We don't give out why we take them. That's, That's right. actually not true. We give very deep, in-depth breakdown of why we're <laughs> taking it. Uh, it's Alex Caceres taking on Julian Arosa. Right now, you can have Arosa for the tasty price of minus 170. Caceres coming back at plus 145. Over-under is set at two and a half. The over being minus 157. The under being plus 127. Uh, you got any action on this one? I do not. Um, I briefly considered Julian Arosa um, because I do think he's going to win this fight. But as I was looking at my card, I was just like, I already have a lot of action down, and I don't feel really confident. And I'll be honest, Alex Caceres has a lot of tape to break down, and I didn't really want to watch it all. I was like, I don't really want to do this, so I'm just not going to bet here. Uh, I briefly considered Julian Arosa, uh, and then I bet on Julian Arosa. Um, I mean, the dude, that's dude's turned that it around. Confidence that I lacked. Dude's turned it around. Lost four of his first six in the UFC. Now he's won five of his last six. And I think one of the biggest things, maybe, Good he's just run. sticking with me. Recency bias. He looked great against Hakeem Dawadu, and I was I was feeling pretty good on Dawadu uh, going into that fight. He had impressed me of late. Uh, I think he just makes makes fights dirty, makes them and turns them into battles, isn't afraid to brawl with people. Uh, and I feel like the way that Caceres wins this is is kind of staying at range, using the kicks, trying to get the back at some point. Uh, and I think Arosa is a competent enough grappler in his own right. Uh, I think he's just going to push forward, close the distance, maybe even use grappling of his own, but I, I think he gets it done uh, against an aging Caceres, though they are very similar in age. Yeah, like I said, I, I do think... Arosa uh, is gonna win just for the reasons you pointed out, but I didn't do enough. Didn't do enough research. Didn't really want to spend the time. This line just doesn't even look very appealing. So I wish you the best, buddy. Thank you, sir. Uh, and we'll just keep right on moving to a lightweight bout. It's Drew Dober. You talk about looking good getting off the bus. Man I looks mean, good at all points in time. This man is is first teamer on this one. It's Drew Dober. Look at that jawline. The jawline is, it's fake. Like, I don't know if he got implants or real. what. The thing is a, a square, chiseled by God himself. It's Drew Dober. Right now, you can have him for minus 150. Taking on Bobby Green, coming in at plus 130. The over-under is set at 2.5, over minus 175, under 
plus 145. Banger. Like this, it's hard to imagine this fight not delivering. There's no chance. This fight is this fight is probably the people's main event. Yeah. This is I the think, fight of the night, I think, almost without question. I think the worst outcome we get is Drew Dober like finding a way to starch Bobby Green. And then I think the best outcome is these dudes just throw for 15 minutes back and forth, and it is crazy and hectic as hell. Yeah, I don't think that Drew Dober's going to starch Bobby Green. So I don't think so. I, I think we're getting, I think we're getting just an, an awesome fight. Uh, and I I won't tease it anymore. I'm on the underdog here. Give me give me King. Let's go, King Bobby Green. Uh, coming a little plus one thirty action. Uh, I love Bobby Green. Bobby Green. I've said it for a long time. I think Bobby Green's like. At some point, we were having a conversation about who could be the next Jorge Masvidal, like a guy who's been around for a really long time, but just somehow makes like get catches some good breaks and becomes this like late late career star. Bobby Green has been my choice for that because been in the game forever, just a scrappy ass dude who like really good at all facets of MMA, and but just maybe not the most exciting guy at various points in his career. Caught a couple of tough losses, but he just rules. Uh, and I think he's he is such a clever boxer and kickboxer. Like he is so he's so much savvy on the feet. And Drew Dober is certainly like good in that regard. But I mean, Brad Riddell, tough 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 loss there. Uh, and even Terrence McKinney kind of was was putting oh, it on him before. Kind of. I thought lost. that fight was over. Yeah. Like. Uh, it's it's hard for me to say too much since it happened in three minutes or whatever. So it's yeah. not like Terrence sustained God, beat him awesome. up, but was he awesome. was he was running over him until he stopped. I just I think Bobby Green's just got too much craft, too much sauce on the feet for him. Uh, but this will be fun. Like uh, Drew's going to get his shots in, but I I think this fight should be a pick 'em, and so I'm for sure on the plus money, Bobby Sick. Green. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like I really can't blame you there. I think it's gonna be an awesome fight. I, I I don't have a ton of confidence on which side is going to win just because I do think it is a close fight. Uh I am going to use the over one and a half as a parlay piece. You're gonna help me build out this parlay later on. Uh just so the then classic Seabark's bet right Oh yeah. There. Classic one. You're gonna help me choose the three legs. I've got four okay. options. We'll drop one. I love that uh, as a, I love that as a leg. Yeah, so then if it loses, you know, I can just I can just go ahead and blame you. Uh, that's, just that's just smart betting. I mean, it is. You always got to have someone to blame. That's why people take door. our picks so they can just turn to us and be like, "You guys are so dumb," uh, even though you're the one who's taking the free picks. Uh, yeah, just if you want some numbers on that, Dober over one and a half, four of his last five, seven of his last ten. Bobby Green, come on. Take the Islam Makashev fight out. We're not counting that short notice against the lightweight king. Like, come on, we're, we're taking that out. Fourteen of his against Islam Makashev. Like, come it's on. like the worst idea <laughs> in history. Yeah, uh, I think who else tried that? Dan Hooker. That worked out very well for him. Bobby Green, and I think it was like a combined fight time of like three minutes, and they landed <laughs> like zero strikes. Uh, Fourteen of his sixteen prior to that have gone to a decision. I think this one goes long. I think it's awesome, uh, and I would say that people's main event, people's main event, Demiris Magulov, Armin Sarukian, hardcore's main event. Oh yeah, I think I think this is very very clearly that. Uh, all right. 
Let's keep it moving. The last fight on the main card. It is a middleweight bout. Cody Brundage taking on Mikol Oleksiejczyk. Right now, Oleksiejczyk coming in as a fairly big favorite, minus 275. Brundage coming back at plus 230. The over-under is set at one and a half, minus minus 115 each way. Uh, Last time out, smiling Sam Alvey. I mean, Oleksiejczyk just said... Screw it, dude. Like you're going down. And like you're Man you're is going a kitchen sink fighter. <laughs> you're going down fast because I'm just gonna throw bombs until you are flat on the canvas. And that's exactly what I what he did. Uh four of his five UFC wins are by knockout. Uh and that's pretty much what I thought here, taking this bet. Cody Brundage, I feel his path to victory is wrestling. I feel like Oleg Sechek just needs to come in and say, I don't care about your wrestling. Uh, you're going to eat these shots until you go down. So I took Oleg Sechek inside the distance at minus 125. I think he is the better striker here. I know we saw Brundage get the knockout over Treshawn Gore, but I still rate Oleg Sechek higher uh, than him in the striking department. And I think he's just going to throw wild until he finds the button. I pretty much agree with you, but I took a different tact on this. So Ooh. I... Uh... I went for the under one and a half, minus one fifteen. You know, if you uh, if you go look at the stats, average fight time on both these guys: Oleksiejczyk seven minutes, uh, Brundage six minutes fourteen seconds. Sounds both like less those, than seven and a half to me. Both of those are less than seven and a half. And <laughs> Mikhail Oleksiejczyk, that man, get your sink fighter. He's gonna come. He's gonna chuck it all right from the get go. Get or get got. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if Brundage just goes full wrestle action, maybe tough, but again, usually gets him out of there pretty early or himself gets dusted. So give me, give me the under one and a half. Let's have a little fun. I don't mind that. I don't mind that one bit. Let's do it. Let's have a little bit of fun. Uh, so yeah, I'll be riding with, uh, Oleg Sechuk inside the distance. You will be riding the under one and so a look, half. A little first round knockout for Oleg Sechuk. Everybody cashes. Everybody's happy. Boom. Boom. I mean, we're we're mapping it out here, a path to profits uh, for ourselves. All right, that is the main card. Let's move on to the prelims. It is Cheyenne Velismus taking on Corey McKenna right now. You can get Velismus for minus 190. McKenna coming back at plus 160. Uh, fight goes to a decision, minus 280. Fight does not go plus 220. I don't have a ton to say on this fight. Uh, feel like Cheyenne's going to win. Feel like the line is a little bit wide, like minus two hundred. It's tough to to bet in a maybe closely contested strawweight bout. What I did do, uh, and it really does nothing to help you or anyone listening to this podcast, but <laughs> bet online, bet online in Bovada like mispriced the over two and a half at minus one eighty five and minus one ninety. So I bet on both of those. Uh, I do think this fight goes well, long. That I think, is that is not the number. That is not right the number. Now. I like. Yeah, so like what they did is like they had the fight doesn't go at like minus two seventy five. Like I don't know if they were like inversing it, but I was like, this is this math doesn't make any sense here. Uh, so yeah, I took both of those on uh, on both those separate books just in case if they tried to cancel them out, uh, which so far they have not. Um, yeah, it really does nothing for anyone here. I, I acknowledge that, but. The over one and a half is a uh, another potential parlay piece, which obviously we'll get to that at the uh, at the end of the show. But I mean, I, the list myth. That feels like a very strong 
I mean, eight of her nine have gone over the two and a half. McKenna, three of her four UFC fights over the two and a half. Neither have ever been finished. This makes more sense to me because I was, when I saw on the, on the sheet, you know, we were talking about this and I was like, I, I have no idea what you've bet here. (laughs) Yeah. Over over two and a half is like minus 400 (laughs) or something right now. Uh, That doesn't even seem worth it at that point. Yeah. This was, uh, this was one of those, like, uh, I didn't have that much money in my account. I was like, I need to deposit more for this. Like, this is a, uh, this is definitely a mispriced line right here. Um, so, uh, Let's not let's not tell them about it. Let's not get them to acknowledge don't, it. Don't and, need to tell uh, anybody. They don't they don't need to avoid the bet for me. So hopefully that keeps on riding. I think it goes long. Uh, should be an all right fight. Kind of interesting with how many options they had that they made this the featured prelim, but uh, it is what it is. Disrespectful to the man we're about to talk about next. Woo! Let's talk about him. It is a welterweight bout. Jake Matthews taking on Matt Semmelsberger. Uh, right now you can get Jake Matthews. For the lovely price of minus two fifty five, Semmelsberger coming back at plus two fifteen. So I don't know what you're about to say about this, uh, but I was on Jake Matthews against Andre Fialo at UFC two seventy five back in June. And like, if you want to go and look up flow state in the definite in the dictionary, the definition will be a picture of Jake Matthews fighting Andre Fialo because. The way that that man looked and the confidence that he fought with until he knocked Fialo out, it was simply a thing of beauty. And cashing him as a dog ticket, as many people did, just made it all the sweeter. Uh, and I needed that again. I like I couldn't go against against the darling Jake, uh, so I bet Jake Matthews. Uh, One thousand percent in agreement with you. Uh, I mean, it was like a thing of beauty the way this guy did it. And then when he gets the knockout, he does the shrug. Like, it was just like the guy was just working that night. So I am incredibly high on Jake Matthews uh, because he, I mean, he came into the UFC what feels like a decade ago because it almost was. Uh, He he joined in 2014. He is 28 right now. (laughs) Like, that is, he is still so young. And he came in and showed a lot of promise, but he had some setbacks, some tough losses, and been a little bit in the middle. But I think we finally have started to see him. And he's, he said it himself, like he is finally realizing his potential. I think that the Fialho fight was the first one. I am a little bit surprised that that this that he's getting Simmelsberger right now. I don't know if that was... I didn't look into this, if that was like the original plan, considering Simmelsberger's coming off that L against uh, Alex Morono, but it was on it was on Shark Week, and he was fighting Great White, so like it's kind of understandable. Yeah, maybe you just don't count that against him at all. But uh, like for reference, I have Jake Matthews uh, in my top ten at Walter right now. Wow, because I think that he is so good, and he is going to prove it out over the coming months and years. Uh, So yeah, you get him at a price like this. I I have him as one half of a two leg parlay, and then I also took Matthews by decision at plus one fifty. I don't feel all the way confident in that just because he is looking so good. But Simmelsberger is a tough dude, you know. For he he's been finished twice in his career, yeah. But you know he went the distance with Chaos Williams. That man knows how to hurt people. Morono, obviously, a very good fighter. Those two lost. Those two finish losses came several years back before he was in like the real the real world so i took matthews by decision at plus 150 don't feel like super confident in it though but i do have matthews in a parlay 
One last thing I do have to say uh, is Simmelsberger UFC competition. His wins, their combined UFC record is three and nine. Uh, Jake That's Matthews. Jake Matthews has 11 UFC wins. Like this would be far and away Simmelsberger's best one of his career. I mean, when you talk about Matthew Simmelsberger, one of his opponents is Martin Sano. That was just one of the Diaz boys. Like just mm-hmm. absolutely fed to the wolves. Like that just never needed to happen. Uh, and Jason Witt chin is just completely gone uh and he's now out of the promotion so i think this is his toughest test it would be his biggest win but i think jake matthews keeps right on rolling and and picks up the dub here love it all right let's keep it moving to a middleweight bout it is julian marquez taking on deron Wynn. uh right now you can get julian marquez for minus 170 deron Wynn coming back at plus 145 over under is set at two and a half under minus one forty eight over plus one sixteen. So uh, as long as Deron Wynn continues to fight at middleweight, I will continue to bet against him. Ooh, um, okay. I just think Very he's too under- reasonable approach. I just think he's too undersized. It's, like it's I paid off a lot lately. <laughs> I, I get that he that he's live. Like if he can get the takedowns and just chain wrestle, then he can obviously get this done. And Julian Marquez doesn't have the greatest uh, takedown defense in the world. But like eight inch height disadvantage, the size discrepancy is just massive. I know it's only three inches of reach, but like if when you're fighting someone that's eight inches taller than you, you are now punching at an angle. So like the reach disadvantage comes into play uh, even more. Marquez. Also, your power gets taken out when you're punching up. Yes. That's also a fact. I mean, just go back and watch the Phil Haas fight last time out. Like, maybe Julian Marquez is not good as good as Phil Haas, even though he beat him on the Dana White Contender Series, uh, finished him on the Dana White Contender Series. Even if you don't think that, like, Deron Wynn got brutalized in that fight. Like, it it was very bad. Uh, Marquez, all four of his wins in the UFC and, and Dana White Contender Series are by finish. Uh, and if it does go to the ground... It could spell complete over, like it's done for Marquez and he's just going to have to sit there the rest of the round. But the dude is also live for a submission. Like he's got three subs, 11 attempts over his over his UFC career. I I like Julian Marquez. Like I'm just playing the numbers, the numbers being 6'2 versus 5'6 uh, and like a rightful middleweight as someone, as opposed to someone who's undersized. Listen... Marquez might fumble the bag like he fumbled Miley Cyrus, but uh, I'm going to ride with him, man. I'm not. He fumbles many bags. Um, He feels like an inconsistent fighter, even though we have a pretty short career span with him. And we talk about it a lot, you know. Uh, This is is wish casting. This is a little bit of projection. This is hopes and dreams. Project, brother. Duran win, you know, one in three in his last four. He's got his back against the wall. You know, he he needs a dub here, or he is at very serious risk of walking papers. And he does, you know, this guy's a, a credentialed wrestler. And Julian Marquez is not the best wrestler. If Deron Wynn can't go to his wrestling and get it going here, then he needs to be cut. And I, I think that that is going to be a, a huge part of his game plan. And, you know, low man wins. You say... That Julian Marquez is is eight inches taller than him. I say that just gives Duran Wynn a much better opportunity to get in on the hips, buddy. So I'm taking the underdog shot on Duran Wynn. 
because uh, you know plus 145 and Marquez has shown Marquez got taken down like a hundred times by Mackie Patolo and Darren Stewart so I feel like Duran Wynn can get it going and Alessio DiCirico even took him down a bunch Duran Wynn is a much better wrestler than any of those men and I think he is going to I think he's coming in here to protect his job with a dub so we're going to be getting a whole lot of wrestling win and he's going to edge out a a, a not interesting honestly maybe the worst fight of the whole night will be this one if it goes the way that i'm hoping it does but uh taking duran win at plus money because i didn't see i should look because i'm sure somewhere there's duran win by decision there has to be that. and that's that that is what you have to bet if you're betting oh on plus win. 375 looks like or well there's some dispute different places have a pretty wide spread on win by decision DraftKings doesn't have it up yet uh, but I'm, we'll probably end up taking a shot on that as well. Just I mean, why, that's that's a number not? that you can really start talking about there. If you're getting to, up to plus three hundred, uh, because I feel like that is I see three seventy five at bet at uh, uh bet three sixty five, and then plus three hundred at like five times something like that. Looks like yeah. So DraftKings should have it shortly at some point today. But that's what I'd be playing if I was playing Duran Win for sure. Duran Win is not going to finish Julian Marquez. Uh, so that that is probably a much better bet. Uh, so when that comes up, you know, if you if you agree with me, take a hop on the ride. Uh, all right, I like that we have a little dissension there. It's going to go one of two ways. And uh, I actually am with you. If the wrestling's working, the Ron Wynn should get this done. If it is not, the fight will likely be over. We're going to know in like the first minute. Yeah. <laughs> if oh, Ron yeah. Wynn shoots and gets stuffed, I'm going to feel real bad instantaneously. He needs to shoot and he needs to shoot fast. Any uh, engagement that he takes on the feet uh, will not be good for him. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Uh, all right, let's keep it rolling. It is a bantamweight bout. Saeed Nurmagomedov taking on Saeed Yukov. Saeed Yukov. Cub Kakramanov. Uh, well done, because I wasn't even going to try. <laughs> uh, yeah, this guy is actually a, a, a UFC better up until you know these bands came in. Uh, he used to drop some pretty crazy tickets. I, I actually think I featured him on the show as a big hitter. Oh. Yeah, he loves betting. But uh, right now, man, pickums minus one ten, minus one ten. Uh, fight goes to a decision, minus one fifty. Fight does not go plus one twenty. Uh, I have nothing on this fight. Like you talk about. The the diehards main event, the people's main event. I feel like this is the diehards main event part two. Like this is a should be a great fight between two highly skilled guys. Yeah, certainly of the prelims. I think people are are stoked on this one. Uh I'm betting on Saeed. Okay. Um betting on Saeed Nurmagomedov. Um, All right. I can say his name, so that's yes. a strong start already. Uh <laughs> two real reasons on this. One uh, I just like Saeed Nurmagomedov. I think he's he's been a quality fighter. I mean, what the only recent loss is Howney Barcelos, who is uh, can be a frustrating fighter, certainly, because I, th- I think he hasn't delivered as much as the potential that he has. But I like Saeed. How often are you going to get a Nurmagomedov at minus you know, 110 these days? Unheard of. 
Also, uh, I don't know if you know this, but old Kakramanov already lost to a Nurmagomedov. Umar Nurmagomedov defeated him in the PFL a few years back, so they know how to get it done. The Nurmagomedovs, they're out here, and I'm getting them in even money. I'm not going to pretend like I did a ton of tape study on this, but I was like, I like Saeed. I enjoy watching him fist fight. I think he's going to stuff the takedowns. I think he's going to outstrike the man, and that's what we're going to get going here. Love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a great fight. I, I can't speak confidently on who's going to win, but I'll be rooting for you because uh, I do have Saeed in a parlay that uh, we can get into at the end of this. Oh, I love – oh, you 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 have Saeed, yeah. Yeah, it's I think you know like, where I'm going. Yeah, this one is just – I don't know. Nurmagomedov is not the traditional I'm going to grapple the hell out of you, Nurmagomedov, but he trains with a lot of people that can do that. <laughs> and Yes, he is – very high finishing upside. The dude can finish yeah. people for sure. Yeah, he's he's quite good at defending takedowns, uh, and I think that he is the better striker here. So give me him at, at basically even money. Got to pick him odds. Sounds fun. I'll do it. Let's sounds, run. Sounds fun to me, man. Let's keep it rolling, though. Uh, next up, a welterweight bout Brian battle taking on Renat Fakhretdinov, uh, and at what is what is it at? What is, what is the line at? Minus one forty five. Fakhretdinov. Brian Battle coming back at plus 125. The over-under is set at two and a half. Over minus 160. Under plus 130. I was just looking to jump into it. Brian Battle coming in on short notice. He has looked good of late. Uh, beautiful knockout of Takashi Sado last time out. Got taken down twice against Treshawn Gore. And when the takedowns happened, they came with relative ease. Got taken down twice against Gilbert Urbina. Renat is non-stop. Dude has had a full camp. Uh, last time out against Andre Michaelitis, five takedowns, 13 minutes of control time. And Michaelitis is a wrestler himself in that aspect. Like, he's active once he gets on top. I think he's just going to chain wrestle and just constantly be grinding out Brian Battle. And I think he's going to win a decision. Uh, I took him as soon as he opened at minus 150 and then it dropped to minus 105. I was like, damn. Uh, I really hope this doesn't get to plus money because I'm sitting on a minus 150. It has come back. Two around the area that I took it at, so I feel a little bit better. But uh, I honestly thought it was going to go the other way. I thought he was going to be closing around like a minus 200. I have nothing to say on this fight. So I accept everything you said as the <laughs> absolute gospel truth. Gospel. And I will now be betting all of my money to tell you. Sweet. That sounds good to me. Pull out a loan and uh, let's move on with it. Uh, because we well, have... I can't. I've already bet all of my money on Glover Teixeira. Ooh, what's that uh, line at now? I took Glover at minus. It has already dropped plus to plus one ten, but the plus one thirty number. Uh, when that came out, I was like, okay, well, time to uh, time to refinance the mortgage here because I need to pull out some some dollars to bet on old Glover. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm just gonna be completely blunt. Uh, I'm going to try to bet on as many Brazilians as I can that night. I have already also placed a wager on Davison. Bold Figueroa. strategy, Cotton. Yeah, yeah, bold strategy <laughs> there. But I will be uh, abrigato, as they say. I'll be riding with the uh, with the Brazilian. Hopefully, everyone will give him, be giving me parabens uh, come yes. that Monday wow. following. Man, your Portuguese is spot on. Sorry, I speak a little bit that. more uh, French than I do. Uh, Francais, as they say, uh, <laughs> rather than the Portuguese. Uh, all right, let's move on because we do have something to talk about. Uh, do we, very do we even important. have to talk about it? Um, I don't know if you guys know this. We got a thing. We like to bet 
on men's 125ers. And we've got just that. Another one. They give us two another to close one. out the year. I cannot tell you how hyped I Insert am about this. Insert Cully drop. Another one. There it is. DJ Khaled. Shout out to that man. Uh, because we do have another one. It is Manel Cop taking on David Dvorak. Right now you can get Manel for minus 240. Dvorak coming back plus 200. Yada, yada, yada. The over-under is set. At two and a half over minus 145. We're getting plus money, baby. Under plus 115. I actually took this as soon as it opened, plus 130. I love these bets because I don't have to do any math. And as soon as it comes out, it's just like hit, hit, hit. Gotta take it. Gotta take it. Smash that like button. Smash the like button. Uh, If you want the stats to back it up, no cop is a a finisher. Uh, Back to back first round wins. Five of his last seven dating back to Ryzen have gone under the two and a half. He has one single victory by decision out of his 17 wins in his career. So 16 have come by finish. David Dvorak does worry me a little bit because he is pretty tough. Uh, but we can at least say 17 of his 24 career fights have not gone to a decision. They have ended early under two and a half. Flywood under. Let's let's finish the year with two and oh on Flywood unders, please. Plus, I will also add in uh, Dvorak in the UFC, bit of a decision guy. But prior to that, I mean, he never saw the third round. Like, he saw the third round like twice, I think, in his career. Ton of first round finishes, good solid grappler. Uh, obviously, that's not cops MO, cops trying to to knock your head into the third row. So I, I do kind of th- like, I feel really good about this. If Dvorak's getting this game going, He's going to be trying to hustle cop on the floor, find the submission, find the finish. And if he's not, he's a sitting duck. Cop's going to nuke him. So I, I love the under here. I love the under outside of the fact that it's a flyweight under. Let's when go. you add in that it's a flyweight under, bet the house, bet the Ooh. children, bet your firstborn. It's fine. It never lets you down. Never lets me down. It, it, it really, truly hasn't. I can't wait to tally up the final record for Flywood Unders at the it's end of the like year. It's going to be like 27-1. and one. Yeah, it's going to be glorious. Uh, and let's finish this off, dude. When we say pacing was nice, the pacing was nice this week. Let's we get in this week. to the final fight. Actually, it's the first fight of the evening. It is Sergey Morozov taking on Journey Newsom. Uh Morozov. Another Kazakhstan guy. Gotta gotta love to see that light blue flag right there. Right now, you can get Morozov for minus 280. Newsom coming back at plus 235. Uh, don't have a ton to say on this one. Took this one earlier this week. I think Morozov is just a level above Journey Newsom. Uh, on the feet, in the it's grappling bold. exchanges. It's bold. Getting takedowns. Uh, I think he's just going to 30-27 him. So, uh, yeah, I played him straight at minus 225. And I also threw him in a little parlay with Amir Albazi that I mentioned earlier. It's bold. Uh, I've got a couple of facts to, to note here. The first, uh, if you look at old Journey Newsom's Wikipedia page, you'll notice that he does not have a single win over a fighter with a Wikipedia page. It's, nice. That's Love hard that. and fact. That's hard and fast stats. That's data. That's a concrete data that point is, that, that you have to back. They call it wiki capping. I love it. Uh, it's my favorite way to cap. The second, um, I don't know if you know this, but his name is Journey, which is pretty close to Journeyman. Wow. And buddy, I'm not trying to bet on no Journeyman wow. with my hard-earned American <laughs> oh. dollars. Uh, and the third concrete data point, uh, a person who works at MFI.com, great website, great website, reached out to me prior to the filming of this episode and was like, I hope, I won't, I won't say who it was. Maybe you can figure it out. Said, I, 
I hope you guys are are betting on Sergey Morozov because Jerry Newsom is terrible, and Sergey Morozov should be like a minus six hundred favorite. I don't really understand where this line is at, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna kill that man. <laughs> and so, uh, who am I to argue with the esteemed my esteemed colleagues at MMAfighting.com? Great website. So, uh, I am also on Sergey Morozov. I've taken him. I've parlayed him up with Jake Matthews. Yes. For minus 115. Just a little two-legger. Two legs I feel quite strong about. And you're getting minus 115 odds. Seems seems like a good play for me. I love it. I love it. Yeah, this was this is one of the ones that jumped out to me. That and uh I think it was Jake Matthews were the were the two that I played very early on. And the uh Renat one, but uh I I got poor line movement on that one. But that is what it is. I forgot to mention this because this was a really good line uh, that I just want to shout out to the unnamed panelist from MMAfighting.com. One guy's his entire breakdown of the fight. One guy's name ends in Av. The other sounds like Pitchfork's 2009 Breakthrough Artist of the Year. Wow. <laughs> and I don't know. Spot the lie is all I'm saying there. I uh, can't find one. I cannot find one. Uh, so Sergey Morozov is the play for us. Uh, do with that information what you will. All those concrete facts, all that evidence. A lot of data uh, points. I do have one last thing to get into, uh, and it's my over one and a half parlay. So here were the four fights that I was thinking. Dober well, you don't want to do four. You're just looking for a three-legger? Uh, I'm you nervous wanna... to do four. Uh, maybe I do a round robin of the four. Oh, God, don't do that. Round I know. I hate awful. Like I hate round robins, and there's no real way to like give them out and like know how much profit you actually get. Like they're just such a dangerous game. Here's Every time what I I've round robin, it has cost me a substantial amount of money. This probably would too. Uh, Dober Green over one and a half. I love that. I love that so much. That is that's the foundation of this parlay. One thousand percent. Sarukian is Magulov over one and a half. I also love that. Uh, that is a sturdy base <laughs> that we are building a, a parlay upon. Cheyenne Velismus, Corey McKenna over one and a half. That is a little shakier. If only, I I, I would think it pays, but McKenna's like 23, Velismus is like 27. Okay. Fighters right. that young can make pretty big jumps. Then let me give you one last one. Sean Strickland, Jared Cannonier over one and a half. Dangerous for a different reason in that Cannoneer could, I don't know, if Strickland just does the Pereira thing, <laughs> just gets his head blown I know, off. I know. Uh, I don't, I love the first two. Those are rock solid, undeniably good foundation pieces. If I'm picking one of those other two, I think Cannoneer, uh Strickland feels maybe, maybe the thing I'd be more confident in, but who? Dober Green and Sarukian is Magulov, both feel, over one and a half. I feel pays, phenomenal about those. That pays at minus 168. I feel great about those. Um, you I don't add, feel terrible about the other ones. I, I add the, Strickland Cannoneer and it gets to minus 106. Oh, if it's not even getting you to plus number, yeah. then I'm not sure that I feel good about that. <laughs> All right, what, so I just if, if instead two. you just add the McKenna-Valismus, what's it get you to? There's no way it's going to get me to plus money. I can't possibly, right? No, I don't know what that what that number is. That gets me to minus one thirteen. You know. I think the reasonable outcome here is to just parlay all four of them together. <laughs> <laughs> what does the four get us? 
That's going to be plus Done. for sure. It's Done. plus 180. Plus 130. I can't Only do 130? Yeah, I, can't, I can't do plus 130. Yeah, I wouldn't do it for 130. Uh, honestly, the real actual answer is probably just parlay the two and take minus 160. I think that's, that's what not I'm terrible. Do. Minus 168, I can, I can eat that. You know and what? And that's what we're going to do. You know what, buddy? I'm going to join you in that. That seems like let's let's have a little bit of group group think here. Let's go. Uh, I will put down. What's that get us to? Win. Minus one sixty. Minus one sixty eight to yeah, win fifty one Yunski. That bet is in. Love it. I Bam. love the bet. I love what we've just done. Community friendship. Just everything that's good in the world for yeah, the man. final UFC card of the year. Final UFC card of the year. Uh, we will be back the first week of the year with a futures show. Absolutely cannot wait for that. Um, what would that be? January 4th? Um, yeah, I think that's right. Because then on the 11th, we'll have to yes. break down that first UFC card of the year. Uh, enjoy the break, everyone. Enjoy the break. We only get these breaks so often. Spend some time with family. Spend some time with friends. Enjoy the holidays if you celebrate. Uh, thank you for listening if you've listened at all this year. I mean, right now, if you're listening, then then that means you've listened at some point. Hopefully, we have helped in at some point. You have won a bet and you've looked back and been like, shout out to No Bets Bard. I appreciate that. I can't imagine if you've ridden Flywood Unders, you haven't been like, shout out to No Bets Bard. I appreciate that. There's, there's just no way. Uh, I'd like to say you're welcome for all the winning plays. Uh, not our fault for any of the losing ones. That you're entirely to blame. Uh, but yeah, we. It's been a great year. Had a ton of fun. I hope that we have given you some enjoyment. And uh, I'm really excited about futures. The futures yeah. pod is just going to be the best. I really do hope we've given you some enjoyment because uh, I would rather give you enjoyment than winners. I'd love to give you both. I hope we've accomplished that. But uh, yeah, I'm not a professional gambler. I never will be. I never aspire to be. Uh, all I want to do is profit, have some fun, watch some fights, and have some fun talking about said fights. Uh, so I hope we have delivered that for you. You have better ambitions. All I want to do is do ridiculous bets <laughs> and hopefully come out close to even. Oh, my God. Speaking of, as we're getting all sappy here, uh, ridiculous bets. A man on Twitter, I'm sorry I don't have it right here. He, you know, responded to a tweet from Eric Nixit, the extreme couture coach, uh, the head coach. They have six fighters on this card, and you bet your sweet ass. I'm going to be betting on all of them. Oh, there. oh yeah, the uh, the extreme couture parlay. The the uh, XCP is as the kids are the saying XCP. on the street right now. I love uh, the gimmick, except for I don't like some. I like I'm not a huge on the Sean Strickland part of the bet. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's I'm just going to have to sacrifice for that. Also, I'm, that man's name is Mitch. Mitch since forever. Shout out to Mitch since forever. Uh, Manel Kopp, Saeed Nurmagomedov, Julian Arosa, Cheyenne Velismus. Amir Albazi, Sean Strickland, almost a certifiable loser. Like, there's almost no way this hits, but it pays out at plus 1424. Putting it's a big number. Putting small, small amount of money yeah. on that. 0.15 units, uh, very small. Uh, less Throw than $10. Throw a tenner down and see what happens. Uh, yeah, I actually did less than $10. Uh, that's, that's how little I'm throwing on it. Uh, but... Hopefully that hits. That is my last play. 
I will run through my plays here. They are in a little bit of a wacky order, but it is Sean Strickland or Sean Strickland decision or Jared Cannonier knockout minus 165. Demir is Magulov plus 160. Jake Matthews minus 205. Renat Fakhreddinov minus 150. Julian Marquez minus 155. Sergey Morozov minus 225. Arosa minus 159. Weird little line there, but still. Elismus McKenna over two and a half, minus 185 and minus 190. Is Magulov Sarukian over two and a half, minus 185. Cape Dvorak under two and a half, plus 130. Mikko Olek inside the distance, minus 125. Albazi Costa under two and a half, minus 142. Morozov and Albazi parlayed, minus 132. Dober Green over one and a half. Sarukian is Magulov over one and a half, minus 168. And then the aforementioned Extreme Couture Parlay plus 1424. And I, for the final time this year. Final time in 2022. Jared Cannon by KOTKO plus 275. Armin Sarukian by decision plus 130. I'm starting to realize I have a lot of prop bets on this card. I have way too many overs. I started yeah. the show with how much I fucking hate overs, and here I am with like <laughs> four overs and an over parlay. Uh, Albazi Costa under one and a half at plus 140. King Bobby Green plus 130. Uh, Brundage Oleg Sajic under one and a half minus 115. Jake Matthews by decision plus 150. Duran Wynn by decision plus 325. Said Nurmagomedov minus 110. Manel Kopp. David Vorak under two and a half plus 115. And then I've got the two parlays. Jake Matthews and Sergey Morozov pays out a minus 115. And Armin Sarukian, uh, Demir Ismagulov over one and a half. Dober Green over one and a half pays out minus 168. And that's it. That's a wrap. On that the is year. a wrap. Tie a bow around it. Uh, I'll probably have some plays for the Rise in Bellator if we get good lines on them. I'll obviously, you know, tweet those out. But for the UFC... This is it, man. Put a bow on it. Hell of a year, man. And the best part is 2023, just around the corner, the 30-year anniversary of the UFC. The storylines, I can promise you, will be crazy. uh, And I cannot wait for it. January 4th, we're back. Futures podcast. I only ended up hitting one this year. Somehow I got bad beated out of the rest of them. Hopefully we can find some more success next year. Until then... Enjoy the holidays. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy your family. Enjoy the break. There's too many UFC events. Enjoy the break, for God's sakes. Don't tweet about how much you can't wait for it to come back. Yeah, just recharge, the of- recharge the batteries for recharge. big 2023. There will be more UFC events. There will be too many UFC events in 2023. Enjoy the break. Until then, thank you so much for listening. Cannot tell you how much we appreciate it. See you in 2023. Love you guys. Media Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure, it's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. 
To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. 